The NIH spent $2.3 million on injecting dogs with cocaine. For an experiment, the White House calls for Spotify to further censor Joe Rogan, and a bunch more also happens at Spotify that we'll go into, and I'll tell you guys more on why Spotify is backing Joe Rogan like I talked about yesterday. And judges walk off the masked singer when Rudy Giuliani makes a surprise appearance. Now, I believe that that was actually calculated, and they're doing that in an attempt to publicly shame, tar, and feather Republicans to scare people away from being a Republican. We're going to all this more in just one second. If you can, please drop this video a like, subscribe to the notifications on every single day. If you can listen to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps, go there right now and click subscribe on the podcast apps. The show goes live every single morning. You can listen while you work out. You can listen as you're working. You can listen as you're doing your commute. Um, however you want to listen, you can listen while on all the podcast apps. You can rate five stars if you can. Let's get right into this. So the NIH spent $2.3 million on injecting dogs with cocaine for an experiment. Now, because the mainstream media is probably not going to cover this properly, obviously, guys, click like, share, subscribe. Only way this show grows and the real news can get out there. So according to the recent reports, the National Institute of Health spent approximately $2.3 million between 2020 and 2021 on an experiment involving injecting beagles with cocaine. Uh, White Coast Waste Product Project tweeted out coke hounds. New WCW investigation. Yes, you read this right. WCW uh, just exposed how the, uh, NIH forced Beagle puppies to do cocaine on your tax dollars. Two million plus of it. The White Coat Waste Project, a group trying to stop taxpayer-funded experiments on animals, revealing documents that they obtained through the Freedom of Information Act request. The documents published Monday also sh- uh, show that the research agency dis- dispersed million on the project. Now, it's one thing to do this stuff, you know, anti, you know, you know, uh, animal torture type of stuff. Um, But it's another thing to also do this on the taxpayer dime. Similar to, you know, it's very similar, not the same to how they do with abortions and stuff. And this is why I believe that the federal government needs to have less and less power because they're using your dollars. They're funding terrorist organizations. They're using your dollars to torture animals. They're using your dollars to fund literally literal baby murders. And it's like, wait, like, hey, I don't support these things. At the very least, I don't want my money going to those things. You know, feel figure it out yourself. Uh, um, this is a quote. The... The objective of the study is to evaluate the potential adverse cardiovascular effects that may result when redacted test article and uh, redactions in it and cocaine inter- interaction article are administered together uh, to male beagle dogs, the study states. It also explains that the study was designed to show medication can alter the effects of cocaine in the body. This is not the first time NIH has used beagles in taxpayer-funded experiments. Devin Murphy, public... Uh, okay, public policy and communication manager at WCWP told Fox News Digital, hashtag BeagleGate just got bigger. Taxpayers should not be forced to foot the multi-million dollar bill for wasteful and cruel coke hound experiments, in which Beagle's uh, puppies were injected with cocaine just to fulfill burdensome and outdated FDA red tape. The NIH is uh, addicted to spending, and it's time... Uh, we got the waste and abuse of taxpayer block. He added, okay. Um, let's see what else. The NIH and National Institute on Drug Abuse gave a statement on Wednesday to Fox News Digital explaining that there aren't medical treatments approved by the Food and Drug Administration for stimulants used disorder. In the 2020, okay, uh, record-breaking 
almost 92,000 people died from drug overdose in the United States. While much of that focus on the opioid involved overdoses, stimulant drugs like cocaine and methamphetamine, methamphetamine are an increasing threat. With almost 20,000 of the overdose deaths in 2020 involving cocaine and almost 24,000 of the overdoses in 2020 involving um, mostly methamphetamine. Uh, let's see, the toxic, the, uh, the studies, in okay, um, not really much here. Documents claim that studies comply with all applicable sections of Animal Welfare Act and the, okay, whatever. Much of nothingness now left in the article. But let me know your thoughts on that. Now, you know, I'm just going to ask some questions right now. These are just some questions, okay? I do not like to see type of animal torture for, you know, these types of purposes, especially... Um, especially for, if they're not animals really for consumption, like, you know, cows and pigs, for example, you know, that's for consumption. Granted, you know, maybe they, it shouldn't be as brutal, but at the end of the day, and if they were living in nature, they would be just getting ripped apart and eaten alive anyways. But is it morally wrong to experiment on animals for benefit of humans? I would have to say maybe to a certain extent. You know, if you're going to be experimenting on a few dogs, a new type of drug that's going to save millions of people's lives, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe at that point, you're like, eh. first off, I'll say, okay, is there any other way? And then second, I'll say, okay, you know what? Maybe we have really no choice. So I don't know. I'm just throwing that question out there. At what point is it okay? Obviously, to test out beauty products, I don't really know about that. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't really sound like too much of a necessity to torture a bunch of bunny rabbits uh, over facial products. Um, maybe there's lines to be drawn in the sand somewhere along the way. But I want to know what you guys think because uh, I'm more agnostic on that issue. Don't know about, don't have enough information. It seems like one of those types of issues you kind of need to be like a, that needs to be like your specialty, that type of issue. There's probably so much stuff. Which, you know, I got enough in my head going on right now to worry about that stuff, so. The White House is now calling for Spotify to further censor Joe Rogan. So Jen Psaki, during a press briefing, openly called for Spotify to censor the popular podcast host and comedian Joe Rogan. Rogan has quickly become the primary target of the woke mob after his podcast episode Robin Malone, a popular virologist uh, and COVID-19 vaccine skeptic. So someone tweeted out, the White House is now encouraging Spotify to take further action against Joe Rogan's podcast. This is no longer a debate about, about a private company. This is the White House telling a private company to police content. First Amendment forbids this. This is, it is, it is, it is actually worse than that. Okay, it is a private company. It, no, no, it is the, the White House, okay, the office of the presidency telling a private company that they need to censor a private citizen that is on their platform. That's, that, is the, that is the level of lunacy, the level of overreach coming right now from the Biden administration. That's how you know they're losing, okay? <laughs> that all of their mainstream media attacks completely failed, okay? They, quite, they had to ramp it up into overdrive just to get a warning, a COVID warning on a podcast, Okay? And to me, that's not much. And and guess what? A lot of conservatives got pissed off. Spotify came. Spotify came. The literal White House is pressuring Spotify. You got right now also, let's let's read. Let me read some of these headlines, see if I can find the article I want to talk about. Spotify won't change policies based on one creator, the CEO says. Um, apparently, their Spotify employees are up in an uproar again. Okay? 
And guess what? The CEO is still back in Joe Rogan, okay? They're doing what they have to do. Who is leaving Spotify? Here's a running list of the artists boycotting Joe Rogan. Okay, let's see if we recognize any of these names because I guarantee you we're not going to be recognizing any of these names if, if they even give a list. Um, let's see. Okay, okay, here's the list. Joni Mitchell. Um, okay, it sounds familiar. Let's see. Uh, known for Big Yellow Taxi and Help Me. Might have heard one of those songs. Neil Lofgreen. Uh, Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band guitarist. So, you know, he's not even like a main, the main guy. Uh, Brenny Brown. Definitely, I've never heard of that in my life. India Ari. Never heard of that in my life. David Crosby, Stephen Stills, and Graham Nash. Let's see. Former uh, the rock band Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young issued a joint statement. Okay. They're pretty irrelevant. Uh, Roxanne Gay. and Okay, I have no idea who that is. And Mary Trump. Former President Donald Trump's niece, Mary Trump, announced February 1st that she would pull her podcast, The Mary Trump Show. And what? what <laughs> who gives a damn? She's just another one that's trying to latch on the back of the Trump name. Uh, I hate Trump. Uh, look, 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 even Trump's nephew, uh, niece even hates him. Blah, blah, blah. Look, buy my book. Okay. I, I'm sure that's something. I, I'm sure Spotify is not losing any sleep over that list. And it's typically the people who aren't making any money from Spotify are the ones that are threatening to boycott it. Because guess what? The celebrities out there that are making millions of dollars a month from Spotify, huh, they're not really going to get involved in this. I'm making how much from Spotify? You know what? I'm not going to get involved in this. It's a bunch of has-beens or a bunch of nobodies or a bunch of people who quite literally only get listens because they're on somebody else's algorithmic playlist, okay? Joe Rogan, I think it was over 11 million, probably closer to 15 million listens a day. That is insane. And that's from a pod- That's from podcasting, Okay. Podcasting pays a lot more. There's less people need to get paid out because when you're dealing with music, there's record labels, this, is that, that, and the other thing. That's why Spotify made a big push to podcasting because you can literally capture someone's attention for four hours straight. Imagine that. Imagine if all 11 to 15 million people a day that listen to Joe Rogan's podcast listen to all four hours. It is an incredible amount of retention time, an incredible way to Put some ad placements. It's an incredible way to keep users on your platform and them subscribed. Nuts. Okay. I don't think I don't think people quite really understand the, the power uh, of that. So Malone, uh, however, is not an anti-vaxxer and has in fact dedicated most of the life to vaccine research and actually owns nine patents on the MRN vaccine. Okay, we all know that story. Edward Snowden tweeted out nobody has stronger opinions about Joe Rogan than the people who have never listened to Joe Rogan. Wow, 220,000 likes. Dangerous Times approaches an executive branch of me- or members of the executive branch of the government call upon private companies to invoke a crackdown on free political discourse. Now, I hope that, listen, we're at a point right now, and there's a reason why I made my podcast yesterday. For It was, it was, a, it was a 20-something minute long segment, basically saying, don't get mad at Spotify for them putting their, their little warning on because they literally have their back against the wall, and they're still defending Joe, Okay. Spotify right now, I will consider them at right now, at this day and time, in this current situation, in dealing with free speech, okay, I gotta be very specific, they are an ally right now, 
And I believe that as of right now, we should be supporting Spotify. Even if one day they have to, you know, be a little bit more stricter on Joe Rogan, I still believe they, sh- they deserve our support right now at this, point, at this point in time, okay? This, right now, what is happening with Spotify, you, I wouldn't even consider them big tech because we're dealing with companies like Apple and Google and Amazon and Microsoft where you combine their market cap, you're talking about $10 trillion. Spotify is like $50, $40, $60 billion, shitload of money. That's insane. But comparatively to actual big tech, it's literally a, 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 less than a drop in the bucket, okay? Literally, if Apple wanted to, they can buy Spotify and it would look like a rounding error, okay? So that being said, I believe we need to support Spotify as much as we can. And why? Because, one, we're winning this battle right now, technically. The, the, the battle of the culture, the battle of the public opinion— you know, how many times I see comments of people saying, I got vaccinated, I support vaccines, but I don't, I support Joe Rogan and what, what's going on here. I see that so many times. And that's proof that we're winning this type of culture war. Quite literally, the entire machine is going against Joe Rogan. Literally a dude who does not go out of his way to piss people off. Literally the dude, all he cares about is having an interesting, interesting person come on his podcast. All he wants to do is show up, talk for four hours, and then go work out. That's the only thing Joe Rogan cares about. He's never really grinded hard and hard and hard and, you know, increased the num- increase this on his show, spend time building this. He does not even care about that. If he wanted to, he can build himself a multi-billion dollar empire, but he doesn't care for that. He just wants to show up, talk to some interesting people, and then go work out. That's, uh, hey, that's awesome. He, he's living the, the one of the best lives we can possibly even dream of right now, Okay. And he's literally he, he's literally so passive for the most part, and they're just and and that's the thing is he's control he, he's a a large por- part a large portion of right now the actual culture in this country, and the left does not like that there's someone on the side of free speech that's capturing the attention capturing the culture of this country right now. They cannot have it. They do not want it. So they're doing all that they can to completely shut him down, and they want to banish him to the abysses with Alex Jones. And I'm worried that one day it's going to get to the point where they put pressure on Apple and Google to remove Spotify from the App Store if they don't do something about it. That I am extremely worried about, and that is a possibility. Credit card processors cutting ties with Spotify is a complete possibility, and they might be forced into doing something they don't want to do. And that's why I say... We need to support Spotify in this crusade right now, in this battle going on right now. This is probably one of the most important culture. This is the most important culture battle right now going on in this country and probably even the world uh, when it when it comes to this type of stuff. Okay. Uh, let me see if there's anything else in the headlines about Spotify real quick before I, I close this up. Uh this is one article. Opinion on Joe Rogan and Spotify. Roxanne Gay takes a stand. Who? <laughs> Spotify CEO defends Joe Rogan. Deal to tense company town hall. Reasons to abandon Spotify that have nothing to do with Joe Rogan. I read one other article that also said that um, this this you know this whole controversy did very little to increase the numbers of uh, competitors streaming sites. Okay, um, I would say right now, if you're listening to my podcast, I would say definitely right now, go subscribe 
on my spot to my Spotify podcast, the Joey Saldino Show. I, I would I would love you guys uh, to listen there. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up on my computer. Um, thing is, I, I don't even prefer listening to stuff on Spotify, and I'm quite literally only doing it to support Spotify at this point in time right now, and to support Joe Rogan, okay? So... Anyway, guys, so judges walk off the masked singer when Rudy Giuliani makes a surprise appearance. Now, why are they doing this? What, what, like, first off, why would they have Rudy Giuliani on there knowing the controversy, knowing how the judges could possibly react? Why would you do that? That's why I believe what they did right here was a coordinated attack to completely tar and feather a Republican on stage, make him out to be a laughing stock, make him out to, to look like a joke in order to make the mainstream public, like, you know, the brain dead people that watch those types of shows, into being fearful of being a Republican. Oh, look at everyone tar and feathering this dude live on stage. The judges are horrified. Why? Because he's a Republican. He supports Trump and the integrity of the election. You know what? Ooh, I don't know if I want to be like that guy. Or at the very least, it forces people into submission. But let's read exactly what happened. The Fox show The Masked Singer is known for all striking celebrity surprises, but nothing could be prepared the judges for Rudy Giuliani's random appearance. Um, the Daily Beast tweeted out Rudy Giuliani was unmasked as a contestant during the taping last week of The Masked Singer. His presence on stage upset two of the show's judges, Ken Jong and Robin Thicke, so, uh, so much that they left their seat with the cameras still rolling. The episode is not yet aired, uh, and which uh, costume Rudy wore has yet to be revealed. Uh, we do, however, know that some of the judges become so enraged that Giuliani was allowed to appear that they protested. Judges, the two judges were so distraught that they allegedly walked off stage in protest of the episode. According to the New York Post, while Jung and Thick hit the exit, the other two judges, Jenny McCarthy and Nicole, whatever her name is, stayed put and chatted with the former New York City mayor, the report said. Awkward. While Jung and Thick thrown a temper tantrum, their colleagues actually engaged in conversation with Rudy Giuliani. One thing is for certain that this will make great content. The new season featuring New York former mayor will air on March 19th. Now, here's the thing. Uh, one, they're big babies. Two, respect to those two judges who actually stood their ground and decided to talk and one, at least, at the very least, keep the show going. Uh, imagine that. Like, can you imagine that? A grown person being so, oh, 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 I can't. I need to run off. I need to, I need to get out of here. Like, what? You're a, you're a grown-ass man. You're a grown-ass human being. What on the earth is wrong with you that you can't even just stay there and just have a conversation with somebody? Or even just play it up for laughs. Like, who who cares? These people are so incredibly deranged. But anyway, guys, let me know what you think. Please drop this video a like. Subscribe to the Pulsifications on every single day. If you can, listen to flips of the show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps. If you can, go right now. Click the subscribe button on Spotify or the subscribe button on Apple or the subscribe button on Google Podcasts. The Joey Saladino Show. Greatly appreciated. Um, I guess that's pretty much about it. Click all the engagement buttons. Thank you for watching and listening. Peace out.